Amen. Why Job? You know, I'm someone who really loves to look at the characters in the Bible. And the reason I love to look at these characters is because, you know, I love to see how God relates with them. You know, I love to see how God works with them. And the reason that I love that is because their God is my God. And then people are me. And when I see them in their situations and what their life goes about and how God works with them, I think, great, this is what I can learn, what God can do for me. Because remember this, when you look at the Old and the New Testament, remember this, Jesus Christ is the same today as he was yesterday and he will be forever. You know, our God doesn't change from the old to the new, you know. He's the same. So when we see God, how he works with his people, like Job and many others, it's the same God that can work for us and the same lessons that we can learn. But Job, what a, what a story this is. You know, you see a man here who is blessed in lots of ways, but has lots of troubles in lots of ways. But you know, in this story we see, we see God, we see Job, and we see the devil. And for every Christian this morning, that's the life. God is in our life as our helper. The devil is in the life he likes to attack us. Why? Because God loves us and we should love God. And he hates that. He hates that. And that's why he's here in Job. He wants to get at Job because God loves him and he loves God. But to start our story, to start looking at Job, and let me just say this, this ain't, it's not just a story, this is true. What really happens did happen here. And that's so important to get hold of. But where we begin is in a blessed life. Just listen from verses 1 to 5 in Job, what it says. In the land of us, there was a man named Job. There was a man who was blameless, upright, he feared God, and he shunned evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. He owed 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys. He had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man among all the people in the East. Now, when we first dip into Job and we look at his life, we find this. This man is blessed. God has really blessed him. In fact, it says he is the greatest, man, greatest among all the people in the East. Now, he is a blessed man. You know, when people first look at Job, they first see the problems. And he does have problems. We're going to see that later on. But let's get it straight, straight away. Job is a blessed man. Now, I don't know where you are today in your life. I don't know what's going on in your life. But if you are God's, then you're blessed. You are blessed. And look how God blesses Job. First, we see... It's family. It shows a family that he has. Secondly, we see he's successful, he's wealthy. You know, God has blessed him. He's given much things. Then thirdly, we see it's honour. Now listen, we don't need to be ashamed about this as Christians. No, we have a God this morning that wants to bless his people. Every parent should know if you're a mum or a dad, do you not love to give your children good things? God is no different. He loves to give his people good things. He loves to bless his good people with good things. Do you know why? Because he loves us. God delights in his people. 
He loves to see his people happy. And this morning, if you were a Christian, you should rejoice this morning for the blessed life that you have in Jesus Christ. Because to those who know God, God blesses his people in lots and lots of ways. But if I was to leave it there and say, isn't it great that God wants to bless his people with family, with wealth, with, um, with honour? We'd be missing the point. Because the point is, as we go on into this book of Job, we find where the real blessing is in God. Just listen to what God says when the devil comes. You know, in verses um, 8. The devil comes and he's roaming around throughout the the world. He's looking, going back and forth. And in verse 8, he says, you God asked, why is he coming? Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. You know, five times in this book, God says this. My servant Job. But you know when God says, my servant Job, do you know what he's really saying? My friend. And that's the title for this sermon this morning. Being God's friend. And this is where the real blessing and the real thing of what a blessed life is. Yes, God does bless us in lots of ways. Now for you, sometimes he may give you wealth. It may be a good big family. It may be honour. But for each and every one of us, God does give his friendship. The greatest thing that anyone can have. And as I've said this morning, that's why the devil is here. He hates the very fact that Job is blessed by God and he is walking with God. He hates that. But isn't it amazing within this book that five times God makes it very clear Firstly to the devil, and then secondly to Job's friends. You know, when we say Job's friends, really, they were like his enemies. And God says to them, consider my servant Job. But what he's really saying is, consider my friend Job. And if you're a Christian this morning, rejoice for the blessed life that you have. First and foremost, step back. And have a look at your life. Count the blessings that God has done. Consider it. Look at what God has done in your life. First and foremost, remember where you were until he came into your life. Remember that Jesus Christ came down and paid the price for you to be his. But then, consider the greatest thing of all. Because of Jesus. God is your friend this morning. God is your friend. So when we look at Romans chapter 8 and it tells us, if God is for us, you can be against us. This is the reason why we are so blessed because God is our friend through Jesus. How amazing is that this morning? To have that blessed life. But you know, maybe you're someone here today who still doesn't know God is your friend. You're missing out on the blessing. Well, consider this. Just consider this. And also for the Christian, remember this. Of what it means to be God's friend. You know, we see with Job, first and foremost, we see the first blessing that he's given is family. 
Well, Jesus tells us this in John chapter 1, verse 12. To those who will receive and believe in him, they have the power to belong, to be his family, to become the children of God. God wants to bless you this morning to be part of his great family. How good is that? Secondly, we see that Job, you know, he's provided for. He's more than provided for. He has so much wealth. Well, Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, we're not to worry. Seek ye first the kingdom of God because all things will be added unto you. That's how blessed we are. God will provide in every single way. He meets the need. And if you ask any of our older Christians here this morning, just ask them, has God always provided? That's what's so great about having older Christians in church, you know. They've lived their life. And they will tell you, oh yes, he has. He has met my need in every way. But thirdly, you know, just think of this. This is the blessedness that God wants to give you by being his friend. Honour. You know, in Luke chapter 10, verse 20, Jesus says this to his disciples, and you're a Christian, you're one of his, you are a disciple. He says this, your names are written in heaven, in the book of life. Wow. Is that not being blessed this morning? If you belong to God, if you're his friend, your name is written in heaven. Because one day you're going to be with him. That is amazing. But finally, finally, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 14. Now remember the, the story of Job. Now when everything was taken away from him, you know, everything was taken away from him. His friends turned on him. You know, his wife, even his wife, we just heard, haven't we? Stupid man, curse God. She turned. The devil was against him. But the one that stood by him was what his great blessing was was God. And in Hebrews chapter 4, listen to the blessing that God gives us or can give you, is this. He will never leave. Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So you may boldly say, I am your helper. Wow. The first lesson this morning is wow. Job was a blessed man. He blessed in every way God did. But the greatest blessing was Five times, he says, my servant Job, my friend. And this morning, is Jesus your friend? Is God your friend? Because, you know, being blessed, it's not the amount of wealth you have. It's not the amount of the big family that you've got down here on earth. It's not about the amount of honor you've got. It's being God's friend. And when God is your friend... He will bless you in every single way. Job saw that. He saw it. He knew it. What about us this morning? But secondly, you know, what I love about this story, and the second, I really love about this part of, I really want to get across. Now, we find that Job is a blessed man. But not only is Job a blessed man, Job is a blessing. He is a blessing. Just listen to what it says in verse 1. In the land of us, there lived a man whose name was Job. There was a man, this man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. Do you know what it's saying here? This man was on fire for God. 
And we know he was on fire for God. Because I'll tell you why we know he was on fire for God. Because when we see the devil here, and he's roaming from earth to earth, and he comes up into this meeting, and God says, what are you doing here? He said, I've been rolling around, and you know, and God says, if you can consider my friend Job, well, let me tell you this. The devil knew when he was on his way who he was going for. Because he hated the very fact that God loved Job, that God blessed Job. But what hurt him even more was that Job, he reveled in the blessings of God. He became like a life of God in the place that he lived. You know, when it says he was blameless, he was upright, what it means, he was full-hearted for God. And you know what the great lesson here is this? Is that the man that was blessed, God didn't waste his blessing on him. Because just like one of our vision values, he was continually growing in Jesus, in God. The blessings that was bestowed upon him, he used them in his life. You know, we see there in the, in, in the beginning of this chapter when it speaks about his family. You know, God had blessed him with his family and what does he do? He has shown them the way of God. He's shown them the goodness of God. You know, in verses 3 to 5, when he, he, he's showing it. And there's a lesson for godly men this morning. God has blessed you with a family. Are you being that person and bringing your family up in the way of the Lord? Job was. But as you look through the book of Job, as you go, what, I'm going to look at a verse in the middle. If you look through, they say it. He was a man who looked after the widows. He was a man who looked after those that were down. But there's one verse that really stands out for me I want to show you of how Job was a blessing. Just listen to this. In Job chapter 31, verses 31 to 42. You know, this verse has always stood out to me. It really has. And when I've looked at the book of Job, it just verse always... But just listen to what it says in Job 31 to 32. It's just... Uh, If those of my household have never said, who has never been filled with Job's meat, but no stranger had to spend the night in the street, for my door was always open to the traveller. Listen to what it says here. For no stranger had to spend the night in the street, for my door was always open to the traveller. You know, Job's not boasting here. He's not saying, look at me. What he's saying is, this is my life. This is what I did with the blessings of God. You know, his door was always open. And do you hear what he says to the stranger? Well, if Job's door was open to the stranger, then his door was open to everyone. It was open to everyone. This was a man who was blessed by God, but doesn't just leave it there. He became a blessing. He opened his door and he met the need of each and every one that he met. Whether it be a widow, the fatherless, those who needed meat, the stranger. His door was opened. But what about me and you this morning? How about me and you? To those who claim to know Jesus Christ as our saviour. You know, we've just been singing there, what a friend we have in Jesus. And you know, this morning is, what a friend we do have in Jesus. Well, let me ask you this. What type of friend are you to Jesus? Are you like Job, someone who has been blessed by God, 
that becomes that blessing for God. Someone who is a light and a shining of love, God's love, in the place that he's placed them. Because, you know, let me tell you what Jesus would say to us this morning. To those who claim to be his. He says in Matthew 10, verse 8, Freely you've received, freely give. Did you hear that? Everything you've been given, including my friendship, you got it freely. You didn't have to get better. You didn't have to start going to church. You just had to accept it. You know, what he's saying is, I've came into the world, I've gone to the cross, I've taken your sins away, and I've given you this new life of abundance. And you got it freely. But then he says, but now, freely give. And who do we freely give? Well, listen, be like Job. Open the doors of your life to the people that you meet. And become like Jesus. Because what we see in Job there, when he opens his door to the stranger, when it says it's the stranger, that means everyone is a picture of Jesus Christ. He is a blessing. But there's no greater blessing than Jesus, was there? There was no greater blessing than Jesus. Because the difference with Job, he's like me and you, you know. God had to bless him first. God had to meet him first. But with Jesus... He had it all. But you know what? Jesus was willing to let it all go so we could enter into his riches. Freely. But now he's calling on us as a church, but also in our own lives, freely give. Be like me. Now, let's be honest. We're not very good at it, if we're honest. But that doesn't matter. Jesus doesn't mind that. But what he does want is to keep getting up and saying, okay, I'm going to have another go, Lord. I'm going to open the doors of my life to the stranger, to the widow, to whoever, the people you bring into my life. Lord, just help me to be that blessing you want me to be. Help me to be that blessing. And Job, you know, he wasn't just blessed. He was a blessing. But that's the challenge for me and you this morning, isn't it, as Christians? Yes, we are blessed. Yes, we have the greatest friends. And look, you know, in the land that we live, God has blessed us with so much. You know, we have homes, we have cars, we have jobs, we have lots and lots of things. But how are we using it to bless others for God? God wants us to, to use it for his glory. But most importantly, we have the friendship of God. The one who has saved us from our sins. And he wants us to go and share that with everyone. To tell them of what God has done. How are we doing that in the lives that we have? But finally, you know, we cannot look at Job without not looking at the problems that he has. And you know, I love the book of Job because it tells you as it is. Because you see this man who's been blessed by God, who is God's friend, and who... God is his friend as well. No, he's a good man. We see that. So why, oh why, does this man have to suffer? And boy, does he suffer. Everything that God has given is taken away. Everything God has given him is taken away. Do you notice his wife's not taken away? It's a good thing. 
<laughs> it's a good thing. But everything is taken away. But for Job, there's two very great lessons he has to learn. Because you know, when our third point here, it is broken in. It's a blessing. And what I mean by that, Job needs to know to go into that great, even bigger blessing that he is, and even blessing that he knows. Because, you know, Job, he is a good man. No, Job doesn't deserve what's going on. He doesn't. He is living the life. But, you know, at this point, you know, it must look like God has left him. But God hasn't left him. In fact, God is loving him even more and more now. Because he wants to break him in to an even greater blessing. Now, I know this morning before I go into this, that there are many within our church who have been through troubled times. Troubles that I would never know of, would understand, because my life is going well. And you must think to yourself sometimes, why, oh, why, Lord, is this happening? And that's why it's good to look at the likes of books of Job. Why does God allow suffering to come in? Well, for Job, he needs to learn two lessons. You know, God wants him to become an even greater blessing. But God also wants to teach him who his treasure really is. Who his treasure really is. Firstly, you know, let's just look at Job when these things happen. You know, everything has been taken away. Everything. You know, everything has been taken away. But in verse 20, listen to what Job says. Naked I come in from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord taketh away. May the name of the Lord be praised. And before that it says, he fell in worship. Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? You know, he's just lost all his family, all his wealth, everything is gone. What does Job, uh, Job do? He worships God. And he, he accepts what God has done. But then, then secondly, you know, we find... That the devil comes, he's not finished. He says, yeah, but you know, what about his skin? You know, you can do all that. But if you really get at him or his health and take his life, you know, then he'll turn his face against you. But listen to what Job says. When his wife says, curse God, he says, you were talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept God and not trouble? You know, and we see where Job's at. You know, he's, he's accepting, he's worshipping God. But, you know, but by first, chapter 3, verse 1, we see what Job says then. After this, Job opened his mouth and cursed the day of his birth and said, May the day of my birth perish, and the night that said, A boy is conceived, that day may turn to darkness. And the lesson that Job has to learn is here. It's here. Because, you know, Job is a good man. But remember this, he is a work in progress. He is not the finished article. And Job knows how to save God in the good times. We've seen that. We've learned that this morning. Job knows how to save God in the good times. But what about in the tough times? When God, to be glorified, we have to go down through a, a trial. When things are taken away. How is it then? Job has to learn this. Job knows that the Lord giveth and taketh away. Job knows that, you know, there is good and bad times for the Christian. 
But now he has to learn it here. He has to learn it here. And the truth is this, you know. We would never learn how to worship and serve God in difficult times if we don't go through them. Job has to go through it. It is the only way that he can learn. It may seem extreme, it may seem tough, and it is. But the truth is, God knows best, doesn't he? God knows best. But what God is doing, he is bringing Job through. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 11, 13, we were looking at this in our preacher's group last year when we did it. Paul says this, he has learned how to serve God in every way. When he is empty, when he is full. And he finishes by saying this, I now can do all things through Christ Jesus to strengthen for me. What is happening to Job here? God is breaking him into such a blessing that he becomes a servant that he can worship God in everything and serve God in every single way. I know this morning for to all those who are going through difficult times, God is using it to build you up to the person that he wants you to be. He really is. He really is. But secondly and finally, you know, why does Job, you know, so much is going on. But you know, one thing Job has to learn more than anything, who his treasure really is. Just listen to what Job says in chapter 3, verses 25 to 26. What I have feared has come upon me. What I have dreaded has happened to me. I have no peace, no quietness, I have no rest, but only turmoil. Turmoil, sorry. What I have feared and what I have dreaded. Now, in all the life that Job had up until this point, he always had this fear, he always had this dread that one day it will all be taken away. You know, he had to learn that God gives and God takes. But the one thing that God never takes away is his friendship. He had to learn that treasure, that God was his treasure. Not the family, not the wealth, not the honour, but God himself. And this morning, that is the greatest lesson God wants to teach us this morning. That he is our treasure. It's good to have a family. It's good to be provided for. It's really good to have success. It's good to have honour. But the greatest, greatest thing of all, and the greatest blessing of all, is the treasure we have in Jesus Christ. A friend that never, never, never leaves or forsakes. And that one day will take us to be with him. That's the treasure God wants us to know. That was the treasure that Job had to learn. That was the treasure that Job had to learn. But I want to finish off with one final verse of Job. Because if you're someone this morning who's going through it, and maybe you can't quite understand why, why, Lord, have you done this to me? Why? Just listen to what Job says halfway through this book. As he's considering and he's going on and all that's going on, listen to what he says. But he knows the way that I take. And when he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. That's why God allows things to come into our lives. 
He wants to bring us forth as gold. You know, you can't be gold. The best gold ever goes through fire. The really dearest gold, the, the hotter it burns, the better the gold. The better the Christian, the tougher the time sometimes. We, God has laid his life upon, you know, God has got a, a life for us. He's going to bless us. He wants us to be a blessing. And he knows the way we have to take. And when he sets us, we'll come forth as gold. Amen.